into that. I'm into that. I'll, I'll pull out my app, guys. So that's when another person has to wear three condoms because I'm like, yeah. very, I'm at a fertility level of 10, so we just need to be careful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you also go a little bit cray when you're on a fertility level of 10, I've noticed. Like, everyone becomes attractive. I need to start which makes a lot of sense. I don't track it. I just track it to how much well, I've been working. Do you want to, I'll show you the app. What app do you use? Oh, Ovia? Ovia? Okay. I invested in the thermometer. Does anyone know what oh, yes, oh, yes, I've heard about this. Oh, yes, I've heard about this. It's like a thermometer. Yes. Where you and I keep having a joke about we're in the instructions, but like, insert a direct them. Only 10 centimetres. 10 centimetres. Jesus. How far is 10 centimetres? I'm so outnumbered. I feel like we're talking about anus in line. Talking about things rectal. Welcome to Maker and Creator, the podcast about creativity and culture and how it affects us. My name is Jai Smith and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Alex Adams. How are you? I'm good, Jai. How are you? I'm fine. It's Tuesday. We're drinking. I'm happy. Yeah. And it's not... The sun hasn't even gone down. And we're I love the giggling. I can already hear it. <laughs> <laughs> like we're surrounded by girls. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're blushing. And you're your second glass of wine faster than anyone else in the room. <laughs> and I think that's because we have a first today on Maker and Creator. We have not one, but three guests on the show we have the core creatives behind 600 bottles of wine a new all-female aussie made web slash tv series and it's just premiered in australia following its success on screens in the uk and new zealand i watched the trailer a few weeks ago i felt like these ladies were speaking my language and had to get them on the show <laughs> um please welcome grace beck and ainsley <laughs> see there's no studio audience you kind of, you kind of think about it too <laughs> no one knows that it's a podcast. Yeah, yeah. We didn't do that. I'll that was the audience. That was all the audience. I'll edit one in later. Yeah, great. Because yes, there are three guests. That could, would you girls mind introducing yourself and your role within the project? Start um, with yeah, I'll go. Um, I'm Grace. I'm Grace. Um, I'm the writer and actor in it. One of the actors in it, not the, the sole lead. Actor. The lead actor, not the sole actor. There are more actors in it. Um, the lead actor and yep. Good. Um, I'm Ainsley. I am the director. And I'm Beck. And I was the producer. I'm the producer. Still am the producer. It's the trickiest question. As far as I know. I've never been asked. <laughs> 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 Is it tricky because you, you kind of did it all. You've done a lot for... That's what... The, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we did, like, not just these roles that we said. I think that's why we all paused. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I post-produced as well and... Um, production managed and Ainsley was script editor, editor, Beck did brand and marketing, um, and I, like they, we all did everything pretty much. Yeah. So it's hard to say this was our title. I think that's but you're asked to. That's the yeah. hardest thing. It's like when people want to talk to you about this stuff. It's like, who, who are you in it? And that's yeah. why it's really hard for us because yeah. the three of us are are it and like in every sense of the word, which is why it's so much fun because we did everything. And we had the flexibility to do that and the freedom. But that's also why it's really hard to identify with one role yeah. because 
we don't really. Yeah. No, we do not. <laughs> <laughs> but what it, take us back to the beginning. So, um, Grace, maybe we can start with you. How did 600 bottles of wine come about? Um, I was, well, first, all, first off, I dated some very stupid people in my time and made some, hey, very, man, <laughs> um, made some very silly decisions repeatedly um, with Wait. the same people repeatedly because um, <laughs> I don't learn. And um, I, was, I was set a writing challenge by a mate and, uh, who's actually in the series. Um, we used to chat about um, stories and things and he was like... Not date. I thought you were going to say we used to date. <laughs> no, no. no. Okay. Um, and he said, you know, write a 1,000-word story. And I just kind of word vomited um, this story about a girl who goes out on a one night stand. A girl who goes girl. out on a one night stand. <laughs> my, um, my friend. My friend. <laughs> or the, what I read in a book. Um, and he, he read it and he was like, oh, this is really great. And I was like, cool. And then I kind of sat on that for a really long time, like years. And then I turned it into a blog post and I just went, hmm, I wonder, we'll just share it. And then I shared it and... And then I wrote a few more pieces about what it's like when you break up with someone and you start dating again. Mm. And this weird thing that I had been through a couple of years earlier, previous, earlier, previous, you know what I mean? And what that was in this, like, I don't really understand what we were doing um, and this very confusing thing. And The what are we chat? The what are we chat, the conversation. Mm -hmm. And they were very much not about it and I was very much about it so <laughs> that became um interesting and then I sort of I'd worked with both of these um these girls uh separately we all met as actors but then we knew each other through um Beck and I had the same agent and Ainsley and I met on an ad and I sort of um came to them with this yeah this idea and these um these scripts and we had an audience you know we had an online audience already and then we just kind of came together and made this it is amazing because i think if, if you broke it down and said um i want to tell a story about people not knowing where they are it would feel like something that's so universally known that you would almost be dismissive of it yeah when the parts i've seen i'm like something about this is incredibly poignant to right now and I dating think, right now yeah dating yeah. right now and yeah. there was something really there was something really um profound about the way you were telling this story and, and maybe this is, is is from a direction point of view how did you manage to tell a story that is kind of the uh, you know the, the one story that kind of ties us all together about that unrequited love but kind of bring it to a modern day setting without making it feel as cliche as I just said that <laughs> well it was interesting because when we started working on it um uh I was fighting for the male's point of view and because Grace had thank, written thank it out, thank you. I, had, yeah, I had written out the male point of view. Oh, and much. because it was her point of view, it was view, my point of view. Um, oh, it was my job to sit with her in the script edit and go, "Cool, that's how you see it." But what could it have actually been? Like, yeah. what could have actually have been happening in that moment? And a lot of the time, what was really interesting for me throughout the series is that there is this argument of both sides of the story. And I think, especially in um, 2018, dating on Tinder. Um, like people are just a click away so you can date anyone you know what I mean go online flick 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 so people are somewhat disposable there's a grass is always greener component but that doesn't mean people are flippant with each other's feelings it just means that there's stuff going on on equal sides so it was really important for us with Angus the male actor who plays Pat that we fleshed out his backstory so it wasn't about him being not interested in Claire 
It was that maybe he had just got a promotion at work and this is as much as he could give. Maybe he got out of a relationship and was really bruised and didn't want to move too quickly. And I guess that was what was interesting for me because looking back on it, I was like, Claire, slow down, love. Like you are going a hundred miles an hour. Like maybe this guy just needs a breather, you know? And I think that ambiguity is what makes people go, oh, this is really interesting to watch because I don't know. And the girl, the influence of the girls, I think is really interesting as well in terms of like the input that they have um, to kind of sway her Mm, as well and how much she relies on them. And, and their opinions, but then she also has her own moments of coming to her own realisations about what it is too. And I think that behaviour was interesting for boys to see too. It's almost like this assumption that yeah. girls don't talk about guys with their friends, which is obviously not true. Mm. <laughs> but it's because boys don't. Like, when yeah, we have relationships, yeah. and I, I mean, it, it, even from my point of view, to talk about a girl with one of my mates is, is, is like pulling teeth. Like... I don't want to do it. It doesn't matter. I'll talk to you about it later and it never happens. Mm. And I think we all assume girls talk about something, but we never realise the depth. <laughs> everything. The detail. Yeah. The screenshots. Yeah. Every time I send a message oh, out, screenshots. I'm just sitting there and I'm like... Point at me. <laughs> no, I meaning that way. Sometimes I wake up and if I've been drunk texting someone, I shouldn't. I'm like, fuck, this is going to be shit. You're very terrified. It could even is. end up on an Insta story. Oh or God. a blog. Or yes. someone's personal blog. Mm. I'm really curious how, I mean, having started a blog myself back in 2009 and then when did you start, and is it called 600 Bottles of Wine, the, the blog? The original blog was called My Opinion on Things. My Opinion on Things. Okay, and then when did you start that? Uh, February, when I started posting. Yeah. February 2016. Wow, okay. And what was the process of going from a blog to a screenplay, to being on a web series TV, how did that happen? I I was really keen when I came to Grace to produce it to look at the audience, the impact, that transmedia impact, because yeah. she had substantiated a, a audience, so yeah. it was sort of like a prototype, really, um, like MVP in startup terms. That's sort of what I saw, saw it as, and I was like, this is awesome because – if we listen to it and develop it sort of in according to what we've heard, then we're creating a world that we already know is popular because lots of people were sharing it, relating to it, yeah. and lots of moments. So mm-hmm. I think Grace wrote really well in detail that wasn't just like the, the dialogue but also the setting and things like that. Mm-hmm. So when the three of us got together, we really pulled that apart. And like as we were saying before, the multi-discipline um, thing, like Ains was also in doing all the production elements with a friend so all the clothes, all the set design, yeah. all of that sort yeah. of world is like intrinsically based on the audience interaction that we were seeing from the blog and even right through to the point. So I'd sort of developed this bespoke audience strategy mm-hmm. that was also tied up in brand and marketing and a huge big piece and I also wanted to bring it into the physical as well. So when we had our premiere, we basically developed this world at 107 Projects in a warehouse yeah. where we had like a white carpet with red wine that we threw onto the carpet to make white and we rebuilt the world of like the set in the space gave people like breakup bags and stuff so it was really like we I guess the difference between it and what we've done is we've just built a really multi-dimensional world so it's not really one or the other it's not just the blog or the web series or the tv it's everything it's just a story and that's what i think is kind of the future of storytelling i absolutely think you're right and i I haven't seen anything like this i mean when we when you know i got the press release that came through i was like i haven't even hearing someone who's 
had a TV, having it on TV as a well as a web series, mm. but then it started as a blog. Mm. I just haven't heard of anything like that before. Have you, John? No, yeah. I, I think you're 100% right. You, you basically, yeah, to, in startup terms, you built your personas, you did some testing and validation, then exactly. developed all the yeah. iterations, and like, oh, there's your story. Yeah. And somehow kept it fresh still. Because I think the danger of that and kind of the traditional danger around that sort of filmmaking is if we release too much, then no one's going to see it or it becomes a story that's already been told. That's I've been so adamant about that. Like I've been really, that's why we moved it away from it about being the characters in the show and about the themes of the story we're sharing because I want the audience to love every experience that they arrive to with 600 bottles of wine so that when they're watching the show, they haven't seen the memes cut a gazillion times. I haven't yeah. seen all of the best bits of the show because I, we want to gift them when they enter that world that they're in there like, and reward them yeah. for their investment because there's so much clutter nowadays. Mm. They've leaned in and they get that moment where they're like, oh, like lots of people love the pregnancy scene and things like that. I, I really wanted to be fresh, like you say, that's been an implicit part of the strategy yeah. with how we roll out all of our content is theme-based, not not providing moments that we've already created that not are actually clickbait. Yeah, yeah, not, not clickbait. clickbait. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that idea of pre-meme. Like, how do you make sure you incubate it enough before it becomes a meme, but you know it works? Um, yes. I, I don't think there would be a lot of people talking about that, but they should. I agree. Yeah, yep. that's really interesting. Yeah, we researched a lot of like um, sort of shows in our space, and we were finding that like by the end of just like gleaning from their social accounts, that we felt like we watched the whole show without yeah. even watching it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were like, that's one thing that we really want to not do. Mm. Um, and so we've spent a lot of time strategizing around that. But I think also because six hundred is it's a it's a story, and in order to fully understand it and experience it, you have to watch the the entire thing in a way like there's no um you can't just jump into a scene and jump out there are moments that you can but as a whole you jump on board with claire and you experience it and figure it out yeah with her so you go into the sex haze so it's like you go on a journey so it's a sex haze sex Sex haze haze. just check yeah sex haze actually that's a really good point ainsley did some really awesome work around and it's sort of characteristic to the series now um montages these (laughs) montages that go in each scene and again it's implicit in the like audience feeling because you're in there with them it's not at you it's like i'm here to talk about this yeah but but it was very funny because one i (laughs) okay so i ended up co-editing it which meant i was like three months in my room i was in an attic and i'm Oxford Street in Paddington like house and so I was in my room for three months in my pajamas not leaving the house because it was just like we had the tightest turnaround anyway and I was I was replaying all these sex scenes to try and make it work and cutting them off eventually my housemate texted me and was like what are you watching porn up there (laughs) was like music and then you could hear gasping and sex and he was just like what are you doing for hours but it was just like I got so into it because we had the most amazing music from um, not in a creepy way but in the most from like an artistic way um, we had the most amazing music um, from Triple J on Earth so we had all these amazing artists and and once like we started putting these montages together and because we were so focused in performance with the actors on truth and being present and being connected you got that you got this amazing music and then I was sitting in a room in a bubble on a massive mac just like putting these things together and I just couldn't get enough of it I was just like this is amazing so just playing it over and over again like Like a porn that was one of my questions because I I read somewhere that you um you did incorporate (laughs) 
local theme. So you had that audience, um, which you know probably was a bit of a Sydney audience because you shared it with your mm. network who shared it on, and it was all filmed locally in Redfern. Yeah. And yeah. then I, I read that you you did tap into local talent from Triple J Unearthed mm. um, and some young Sydney filmmakers. So that's all very local, which I think is going to tap into very much a Sydney market, but the themes are universal. Mm. So you could watch that in America or the UK or anywhere, really, and I think all men and women are probably going through similar things in dating in 2018, no matter where you are. Oh, people have unanimously sent through and just gone, oh, my God, this is my life, this is us. (laughs) And on our BBC, like on the BBC promo videos on Facebook, it's literally just like... Oh my God, this tag, 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 tag. This is us, this is us, this is us. And I think it's creatives. It's like, that's our job done. You know, if we have people around the world going, oh my God, that's us. We found a truth and that's what we strive for. Great content is is truth, you know, at the core of it. That's why we want to watch it because you go, I relate to that. So, yeah. It was when... um, Well, what? (laughs) <laughs> just know as I talk oh, this I'm yeah. pouring myself a glass <laughs> pour yourself a glass while you tell us that answer um, it was uh, I don't think like when I was releasing the bl- um, the blogs it was when I released the one called The Conversation it's going to fill up Ainsley oh good um, such a good team yeah. Yeah. they always got each other's tell why you work together yeah, yeah. <laughs> work Fair drink well. whatever yeah. um, uh, when I released the one about the conversation which is the confusion around trying to define the conversation and it was quite honest for me what had happened and then I released it but I had about four different people from four different areas of my life kind of contact me and say just want to let you know um my friend is going through this similar thing and I shared your blog with her and she said it helped and I was like okay there's something with people being completely honest about this situation and going I went cray <laughs> and I want and I felt them lose interest in me and I went deeper and I tried to go deeper and deeper and deeper until they loved me but it doesn't work so I think something about allowing your audience to be like I've been that cray is <laughs> yeah. nice but but also, crazy. Maybe, maybe not crazy not yeah. crazy <laughs> but, for, but for me like in that moment of like the the ruminating, the ruminating, the ruminating yeah. over everything and allowing uh, people to read that and go, I've done that or I've done this, like, you know, knew that they would be at a function and just rocked up and being like, this is so weird. But just allowing an audience, like, to have those thoughts. I think it would be easy to dismiss this as around, it's about it's about loss, but I think there's something much that is about, it's okay, it's not even around hope, but it's, it's very reassuring to know that everyone does these things and that everyone experiences it but it, you'll be okay. And I yeah. think that's that whole thing when you're at that kind of bottom swing of doing a lot of crazy things you are and having those strange things when you're not eating because you can't stop thinking about that person that it'll end and yeah. it always does end. And I think yeah. that was a really hard... I think it's hard to put your finger on that without it becoming across quite uh, contrived. Well, I think also it's like, I, I don't know, but for me, it's like the older I've gotten, the more I've realised that when you're young, you're like, oh my God, I can fall in love with anyone. Like I can have a relationship with anyone. And then as you get older, Everyone's you realise, well, you yeah. realise you can't. And no, no, they're not dicks. And that's what the director. I'm like, no one's a dick. No one's a dick. I'm at the bottom yeah. of the swing. Leave me alone. Yeah. I'm bruised. I'm wounded. Let me be wounded. No, but I mean, like, as you get older, you have, um, you realise that you can't be with anyone. You, you may have strong feelings. You may be really attracted. You may go, oh, my God, this is perfect. But sometimes things that just don't work. And it could be a value thing. It could be a timing thing. It could be a personality thing. And I think that's one of the things I really related to. Because I've gone through lots of anti-relationships, especially when I've been working hard. I'll have, like, a, a four-week fling, like, hard and fast fling with someone. Get totally enwrapped in them, just consumed, and then come out the other side. Hey. 
decades and go back to my life. And I was like, why? You know what I mean? Like, why do I keep doing that? Because A, it's easy and it's Mm -hmm. fun, but also B, there's no responsibility with it. And C, because they're not right. And when you meet the right person, it'll keep going. And I think that's what I find interesting about 600. Because it's two people who are just at the wrong time. It's also a tribal thing. Like I had a lot of people after last week say to me, because we've been really interested on like the audience mm. impact and how they feel about it. Lots of girls be like, I just wanted to go and drink wine with my friends. Like I just <laughs> wanted to have that experience of sitting there, talking shit, drinking wine. And like there is a certain thrill that you get out of that. Like sometimes I make up problems just to dissect them. Yes, Yes, we do that now. All made up, all made up. (laughs) Totally made up. Um, But, you know, I think there's something really fun that 600 captures about that experience. Like, you know, there's so many fun lines where they just like celebrate that. I like to see it as the modern day version of the guys that used to go to the pub after work. Like, yeah, we still do that. We, there are still pubs and we still go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll meet you at the wine bar later on. on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that thing about making up stuff. Like, you know, when a girlfriend's, <laughs> I've had girlfriends bitching before and they're like, oh my God, and he's just such a jerk. And, you know, he said this horrible thing. He called me fat. And then he, you know, I always have to pay for everything and I, I want to chime in. But yeah. I'm like, oh damn, mine's pretty good. So I'll be yeah. like, hey, he always puts his foot on my side of the bed. Yeah. <laughs> just so you can oh, have some, you. I, yeah. I need to have something to bitch about. But this is like, even with cathartic. I've told um, these girls about some like things that have recently happened to me. And I was like, you know, I came in and being like, this is like, it's hard. I'm really sad. He's being a jerk. And then they go like beagles. And they're like, yeah, but like, have you thought about A, B and C? It's actually this. It's actually this. Forensic. Think, yeah. And they go forensic on me. And I'm like, just like, take my side. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't you just listening yeah, to me? Just, just agree with me. <laughs> don't need agree to with me. It. He's being mean. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes Grace will lie to us and we'll sit there and go like, did you, you see him again? Oh, and she'll be like, oh, or we'll tell her not to. And sit there for three hours going, look, this is not a good idea. And then I look at her at the end of a two hour with a board. We were in a writer's room one day. Beck got out Draw a whiteboard and started drawing diagrams of different penises and what they mean. And it's like, this guy is just. What do you mean? No, 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 no. like. Some astrology a, there, shit right there. Whether it's a, a penis with strings attached. Well, oh. actually, I should like Whoa. coach. I should yeah. like coach. Because I, I was it. like, you need a back on the horse penis. And oh, I was like, yeah. I, I think come you out can of a breakup. I lived the series. With the penis with strings attached. It's called your pony. You can ride your pony, but you don't end up with your pony. Exactly. No one ever owns, no one owns their pony. Hundred percent. You always have to give it back. The discrepancy was what I th- I coined it a GWP, a gateway penis. Back okay. Into the, back into the dating that world. That is fucking incredible. So, but our she definitions didn't. of what a gateway penis were were very different. I was like, yeah, gateway penis gets you back. On the horse, but yeah, it, like, it doesn't become the horse. It's, horse. it's yeah. like it's just and a one-off. Like, no, it's a one that should be a one-time thing. Yes. And I was like, oh, no, but it's really good. And you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm like, then you've transcended into the penis with strings attached, and that's a totally different. <laughs> Literally in a writer's room, we had to pause. We had to pause, and, and I had to draw a them. whole diagram. Anyway, back to the end yeah. of that, yeah. which, was, which was by the end of it, Grace listened to a two-hour spiel and then ended up going and seeing him anyway. So sometimes <laughs> it's like we're done because I make bad choices. Yeah. We love the conversation. We do it all yeah, again. It's worth it. You don't want to really just stop because then you have something to talk about next week. (laughs) So how far do you take um, your creativity? I mean, are you, I don't don't know if you want to share your personal love life with us, but are you dating someone now or are you eternally 
going to stay oh, single yeah. so you can like have Keep more writing. material because you, you get really boring when you're single. in a relationship <laughs> are you just going to break the hearts of other men that I have to go and oh. it's boring in a relationship there's nothing to oh, write about you need to stay single God. for material right 100% I don't know how to respond to this 100% uh, I, I was in a, in a relationship and I came out of a relationship at the start of the year and I remember I wrote like a blog, my first blog at the start of the year, and I sent it to Beck. And Beck just wrote back, you need to stay single. Uh, These are the best blogs ever. And I kind of, um, I think for the moment I'm, I'm enjoying what could be content. <laughs> Disclaimer for men out there. Grace will not write about you. Yeah, we'll we'll not, we did not no defamation. Yeah, do you have to tell them? So if you go on a Bumble date and they're like, so what do you do? Google me. Yeah. This and it's is funny. weird. They Google me. They're like, yeah. oh, I never dated someone. Oh, you were quite, you were quite strict oh. about boycotting this one. He was like, oh, I never dated someone with a sex scene on YouTube before. And you were like, delete, get rid of it. <laughs> oh. um, no. One. Then the one that he then forgot about the date. Oh, yeah, oh, we said yeah. boycott. Yeah. And good. See, trust my instincts. There's a, <laughs> we should get them on the Better in Bed podcast. Oh, I the know. The other podcast I do is about sex and sexuality. Um, oh, yes, please. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's really graphic. Like it's, it's super but it started great. in Hong Kong when um, wow. Jai was living there and he co-hosts it um, with a girl named Sarah who is a sex therapist. Okay. So and, and in Hong Kong, people don't talk about sex. It's very okay. taboo. And so they, they talk about It's like an education style. Oh, oh my gosh. So who's your target audience? Is it women? Is it men? What kind of people? Who, who are you targeting here? It's been really interesting because initially we were like women from like, you know, obviously older, um, like when I say older, just women that are able to have sex, um, legally, obviously, um, and above, um, and, um, yeah, well maybe, yeah, I don't know. I won't go there, but what I mean is younger to older women who are like, we have been quite specific and niche as well about, um, the kind of like experience that they have because it isn't for everyone in that like it is whilst the themes and that sort of thing do connect with everyone we have been niche about it is a wine drinking career driven sort of inner city woman yeah that's not to say like my parents are from like the middle of the bush and they were like oh my god everyone at church the other day loved it oh wow (laughs) which was crazy to me because that is There's lots crazy. of scenes that the church would not agree with, yeah, but apparently <laughs> they loved it. Yeah. Um, so, so it's interesting because we're finding out more about who the audience is based on the response. Like we're yeah. very much about not, as I said, projecting. So we want to invite people in. Initially we intended it for that inner city, like fashion forward, da, da, da. But also the interesting thing is we've had, it's transcended all age groups mm. as well. So it hasn't been specific to any particular age demographic you know when you're like 25 to 35 that hasn't been the case because how old's claire in the show it's like 26 27 yeah Yeah. probably 27 but the people people are connecting with what she's going through we didn't recognize that we would get is we've had a lot of blokes also connect with it like really connect with it but i think that's also through the music a lot of the guys have connected a lot to the music Mm -hmm. because it's yeah but i think they also love the theme like i i've got another show that i'm doing that's like very blokey and so a lot of my girlfriends brought their blokes on the under the pretense that they were seeing the other show oh, yeah. <laughs> and when they got there they were like where are all the we thought they were going to be shearers and instead there's like shearers what were you shearing yeah. <laughs> great shearing adventures <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but um but it was really interesting because they were like we would never ever have come to this but we loved it like so much and it 
with stains, I reckon. I think, well. think it came up and said, like, from the pregnancy episode, that they were literally on the edge of their seat. Yeah, they terrified. Guys, what if it's this? You know, I've like, all experienced that at some point. This is what we've all feared. <laughs> Um, but in saying that, my mum, my mum has a group of like a group of friends, and they get together every Thursday, and they call my mum would hate me saying this, but they call themselves the Garage Girls, and they get together in mum's garage and drink wine, and they pretty much do. I just what, imagined a bottle of goon though. And they just, just <laughs> wow, silver plastic. Yeah. <laughs> really, but they get together, and they're a group of women, and they, you know, they sixties, fifties, sixties, and they uh, get together and they talk the same chat as as these girls do about Negroni, but about their husbands and stuff, not in a graphic way, but just sharing stories and, and sharing points of view and I think that's what transcends age because women across the world go oh my god I've been there slash I'm totally. still there do you know what I mean like mm. I'm still ringing up my girlfriend going Roger he just would not do blah 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 and you go there it is Paul you know? Roger <laughs> yeah. feeling for you buddy what's the what you coined the female clubhouse yeah. yeah the clubhouse where everyone comes in and everything is like where you go like can I just tell you something like really gross is that okay oh, yes. and you just say this is not the right podcast. Sorry, we, we, we I've got a much better game face on the other one. But and then you go, yeah, of course. And then whenever story you tell, someone's going to be like, oh my god, I've done that. And you're like, oh thank god, yes. And it's this really sharing community that, which is interesting that we've done that on TV. And I think that comes back to the fact that because we made it completely independently, we weren't restricted by yeah. any boundaries. So yeah. I think that's got something to do with this audience impact that we're seeing because we, it's kind of fresh for us now because we're analysing it as we're sort of on air yeah. and and seeing how people respond to it. But I think that's got something to do with it is that it's not contrived and we haven't – we've done it so truthfully that it has engaged a wider audience than we necessarily sort of initially thought because yeah. it is no holds barred and everyone can experience that being a female clubhouse the mm. discussions about sex in a really authentic way that both sides of the coin enjoy i think yeah that was going to be one of my questions in terms of independently funded so how did you do that i mean for i'm sure there's a lot of people out yeah. there who would love to <laughs> creatives who would want to start um, a web series or a tv series how did you go about raising money for that See these bags? Yeah. My, my that, back that is the product bending over. Of Bundy. No, <laughs> it, of bonding it yourself. Like it was, um, it's been an interesting ride because it's scaled as we've gone. That's been the ex- acceleration thing again with like startups and stuff like that. It's kind of been exactly the same process. And so we funded it through crowdfunding and our own money. Yeah. And then we did a bunch of entrepreneurial things, um, Grace's, like a gun with post and just from the beginning was like I want it to be really really good quality so we knew that we wanted to organize a situation to enable that so she was really smart about that we had a really great post house um vandal who I used to work for back when they were called frame set and match and they did once um the edits were locked up by Ainsley and Kate um our other editor they um, did all the grade. Yeah, the grade all, is amazing. Yeah. It's just, beautiful. It's just a, and our, um, our audio engineer, Nigel, I think is one of the best in the country. He's incredible. And they, the guys did a whole bunch of VFX cleanups as well. Yeah. Um, Stabilised shots um, if there was any like, camera moves that were too shaky. Mm-hmm. So we really, really focused on quality um, in post-production. Grace also sold herself for that. I think that's worth noticing in terms of yeah. entrepreneurialism. We, yeah. like... And I think this is important to oh, we, we did a contra-like yeah. arrangement with them where Grace worked free of charge 
Um, or I'm literally doing it this week. No, I think that's really, I mean, this podcast is all about creativity and what goes behind that. And we Mm. often try to get to the personal story behind that. So when Mm. you say that you had to sell your soul, one of my questions was what sacrifices have you had to make to get here? Oh, huge. Like, and and also it's not about just the money because obviously the, the, um, we paid for what we could and then every other role we picked up between the three of us, which means we have all worked for free for like a year and a half yeah. um, and with two, <laughs> two years. And, with, and I think that's what people, when they think about funding, they don't think about the fact that like there's six or seven, eight roles that we haven't paid for because we've done it. And we've, it's not just working the amount of other hours, it's like full-time. Stuff, I, at times it's been full-time for all of us working. It's no money. Yeah. yeah. And that's a sacrifice that I think um, not many people think of because they think about funding and they go, yeah, put 25 grand in, but then... We had to pay ourselves for the amount of time we've put in. Or knowing what those favours mean. Like you can get, we all have people in the industry, we can all get favours, but knowing when it's a favour you can't push, yeah. but you have to push. Yeah, yeah And exactly. that awkward line, especially when it's personal, like, you know, if, you know, we've all called on favours throughout this project and what that kind of does when you know, like I remember there was a time I was, I called somebody, um, I remember it so clearly, I called them and I was just like, hey, it's Grace. I don't need anything. And they went, are you, sh- are you sure? Because uh-uh. <laughs> I just, you get so used to being like, all right, who else have I got? Who else have I got? And that is really tricky yeah. um, when you've got to deliver things and you're accountable for things, but you're working on favours, not only um, in the industry, but in your personal relationships. Yeah. And that's one thing that I think was one of the trickiest. Yeah. You'd want the creatives to know that actually. Like we, if I, people ask me now because it's becoming a thing and I'll go and have coffee with people and be like, here's some things that I wish I knew before mm-hmm. I entered into this. Because we were kind of pioneers in this space. We actually went into the storm, like, not knowing. Like, we, in, in, in the sense that, like, we really are the only web series or trans series that went straight to an international broadcaster. So that meant that we weathered so many storms along the way. And we were super lucky because we had each other and we were all really, really supportive and have, like, an amazing relationship. So that was important. Mm. But also I think managing expectations of people around you because you disappear off the face of the planet and yeah. you are just on call all the time. Yeah. Like you lose your life for the two years we've been pretty vacant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've made something amazing and we're so proud of it. But it's definitely come at a cost that I wish I'd sort of... But you, you don't know. you don't know as well. Like yeah. there were month by month, I said this yesterday, month by month we'd, we'd call each other and one of us would just have a moment of just going... I didn't like I didn't I didn't sign up for this like I didn't sign up for being in my room for two months without seeing anyone and you know what I mean I didn't sign up for this and then Beck will call and be like I didn't sign up for this and then Grace will call I didn't sign up and then someone will call and be like oh my god we got BBC oh, oh my god I didn't sign up for that so it was like all these amazing things and but it was all amongst like many meltdowns of just going this is a huge commitment heaps yeah. of you wine know. Yeah. Oh my how many bottles of wine have been consumed during the making Honestly, of 600 bottles I, of wine I couldn't even no, I think because we do have that, that because we've had so much rapid fire energy and it's mm. been so fatiguing and like I think we were having a chat and said we had fresh legs going into it because we didn't know what we were up against. Like if you asked us to do that again now, we'd be pretty fatigued. Like it yeah. would, we'd have to kind of re-strategize. But at the time we were naive about it. And so when we'd get together, if it was after like a oh, like horrific period of like, yes, being non-stop for three months we'd just all get together and collectively just drink lots of wine like we couldn't we would enable each other because 
we were like it was an experience or if we were celebrating again it was like this release of energy <laughs> yeah. either so, way you're drinking it's fine yeah. either way so basically you created a, a web series under the guise of alcoholism yeah. oh no no because it was bouts <laughs> of not drinking yeah. Yeah. so it was like more three months of no drinking and then one night of like ah, and then yeah. back to three months of no drinking and making up for it <gasps> yeah sending each other like videos the next day of like one eye open cross eyed hair but everywhere. then still working it's <laughs> still working so going back to that conversation, what are your three pieces of advice? Maybe there's one from each of you that you would give anyone or to yourselves having fresh eyes or having another go at this. Uh, try to create boundaries in your personal life. <laughs> but then we wouldn't have a show. <laughs> yeah. No, not that. No, while while creating oh, it. You can't. You can't. No. Everyone else can. Oh my God, just not you, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> it's in your contract. Contractually obliged yeah. to stay single. <laughs> I think that would get me some dates, actually. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dear. Um, yeah, I would, uh, yeah, having um, personal boundaries because yeah. it consumes your life and you let it consume your life in a, in a really wonderful way. Like, you know, there's not many people that I would hang up a phone call for, but if either Beck or Ainsley call, no matter what, I will hang up that phone call. Even on my – I screenshotted this. Even on my birthday, I was on the phone to my mum and Ainsley <laughs> called and I let it go because I was like, oh, she's probably just calling to say happy birthday. And then I got it, hey, call me ASAP, which is like, you know, that's that's the red flag of like something's happened yeah. because so many things went wrong. <laughs> so I would have – and I was like, sorry, mum, got to go. Called her back and Ainsley was like, happy birthday. Oh. <laughs> I was like, mate, she's like, I knew that I'd get you with that. Yeah. Um, but so I think wow. like it is, it is quite lovely to let this type of thing, you know, into your life. But um, I think the favours, personal favours, I think try to avoid them as much as possible yep. would be my biggest thing. Um, be prepared to spend double or triple what you think you're going to. And um, I think just... I don't know it's about being grateful for every single thing when people do when you do have the yes men in your life the yes women in your life who just go yeah i'll jump on board is just being so grateful mm. for every single um thing that you're given yeah way amazing yeah what about yourself ainsley i would say three or just one you can do whatever you oh, want yeah. look uh, okay <laughs> i will say <laughs> i will say um Trust your instinct. So if you feel like you can do better or that something isn't quite right, go again, do it again, work until you get it to the point where you feel is the best you can get it. Because I think in this situation, the most amazing thing about having the three of us was that every time you thought you'd you'd got to your best, one of them would go, but what if? And all of a sudden it was better and better and better and better. And I think through that, that's how we got to this level of creating such a amazing product is because we someone was constantly pushing you to go yeah but what if what if what you could do better i'd say that so not become crazy about it but just always go what what else could i do um the other thing would be just accept the fact that you uh love what you do and it's going to consume your life because it makes a hell of a lot easier when it does um and enjoy it i think that was the main thing we were in it um, and it was hard, very hard at times. But I think it's just always reminding yourself that you're doing what you love and you get to do what you love and that's a privilege. Mm. So I would remember it because then you can look back on it fondly, which we all do. So I'd say that. I think for me, I just love what 600 represents yep. as a creative. And I think what I would say is 
you know, just cast your ambitious ambition at the highest height that you can because this is the future and I don't see how it can't not be because the digital natives that are coming through, they are watching all of their content on multiple platforms. Mm-hmm. They are they have got fresh voices. They are directly engaging with their audience like we've never ever seen before. So there is no way that what we're doing can't end up getting to the amazing audiences that we have gotten to. And I love that we have been able to be an example of that. I think it's so awesomely empowering, yeah. um, particularly in a time like now. It's And that would be what I would say. Like I literally would say do all of the things that these girls say, but when you go out, what is your purpose? Like what is your highest ambition? And set that as your goal and then work back from that. So that will help you with, from a producing point of view, contracting and things like that at the outset. Yeah. But then if you're doing all the stuff that these guys have said, there's absolutely no reason, as we've shown, that you can't actually achieve that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I would say. That's amazing. <laughs> I, know, I love that. What wonderful advice. I feel that's a good way to end it, but I also had one more question. For well, that's okay. There are really no rules here. Yeah. <laughs> we just make them up as we go. Yeah. <laughs> after more and more wine. More wine. And- yeah. Was the all-female crew intentional or did it just happen like that? It happened because we're very, very good at our jobs. But I'm sure there's a lot of men who are really good at their jobs as well. What I mean was... You mean the three of us? Yeah. yeah. I mean, your, your, um, you know, 600 bottles of wine, was it intentional that you were like, okay, we just want an all-female crew or did it just happen that you just, the best people who did what they did happened to, that you knew happened to be female? It was, um, I had men on set. Sorry? We had men on set. There were like, yeah, no yeah, people yeah, yeah. part of the crew. It was I I'd always wanted to like Beck and I Beck would come into the office of where I was working and we would end up having these like drinking. Two hour no. <laughs> I know, right? Like, like two hour like long chats about um, industry and because we were both um, actors but working in corporate jobs and um, you know, like running around and then having to go into an acting class and like put yourself into that position and then and then you'd go back to your corporate job for you know your 17 hour days or whatever <laughs> it's very over exaggerated um but we that's how we kind of bonded and then Ainsley and I we met um on an ad but then we went out dinner one night so we worked at a casting we work at a casting um agency as well together yeah. and we yeah. went out for dinner one night and I told her about um these scripts that I had and this um project and she was like I'd like to read your scripts and I was like okay yeah yeah cool because people don't normally follow through (laughs) Ainsley is a follow through person to the point where she messaged me being like have you I haven't seen the email with your scripts and I was like oh she actually wants to read them Ah. and then she called me and she's like oh you're gonna send them I was like okay yeah sure um and then I think this is one of my favorite stories of our entire um working relationship Ainsley and I is that she got through I think two scripts and she'd called me three times and each phone call was 40 minutes long because she wanted to understand the characters and understand the story and understand what's happening and then it quite fell organically I was like I think you should direct this (laughs) (laughs) I'm obsessing over it that's for sure (laughs) yeah yeah, Ainsley wrote this really beautiful director's statement about it which um, and you just said like one thing became very clear when I after when I called Grace the fourth time yeah. was that one I've got no personal boundaries yeah. <laughs> and two I wasn't going to let anybody else direct this yeah. project and yeah. so everything fell quite yeah. organically um, together yeah that's incredible thank you so much like uh, I 
Are you inspired? Yeah, I'm inspired. I'm inspired. <laughs> I would love to know, our listeners out there, I'd love to know what you think of this episode. I mean, are you inspired? Um, <laughs> are you drinking wine? Are you drinking wine? <laughs> Where are you? Are you, are you, are you out there? <laughs> Mom, put down the wine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Actually, my dad, he's become the number one um, fan. You know what? My dad's about to turn 60, and you already said to my mom that he wants for his birthday. What? All he wants is tickets to underground cinema oh, after really? he listened to I Tan's thought you were going to say, come episode. on here. Now I'm not interested. No, I, we, we could get my dad on my dad. <laughs> um, Amazing. So where can people see if they want to watch it? They can see it at 9.30pm on Thursday night and then catch it on 10 Play after the fact. Amazing. Right. This is after the fact. No one. After the fact. <laughs> Case <laughs> closed. Wow. The fact uh, of the matter is. And that's yeah. the truth. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is it bad to you? Sorry. I know. Diane, I loved um, today's episode. I think a couple of things I really took away from this in particular was, I guess, trust your instinct. That was a really good one. Um, be grateful for what you've got and also cast your ambition to the highest heights. There were some of the things that I really In my takeaway is everyone's sad, but it'll be okay. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to end with a cheers. Dream. Oh, yeah. Cheers, everybody! Cheers! <laughs> and if you'd like to get in touch with us, as always, you can reach Miss Darlinghurst at MS Darlinghurst on Twitter, Instagram, or. Facebook, really? really. You can find me at Double Star Co. and any social network. Why don't you recommend an episode to a friend? They might like this one. They leave us a review, subscribe, whatever else you do. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.